When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Uh, it's time for Inside the Numbers on New York Game Day, brought to you by Eisner Amper and one of my dear friends. We've known each other forever and a day. Vic Carucci, one of the best in the business, knows the Buffalo Bills team better than most. Vic, good morning. Welcome on. You're, in with, you're on with me, of course, and Matthias Kiwanuka, giant great. How are you? I am good. It's great to be with uh, both of you. All right, let's di- let's dive into it, right? Like like uh, this Buffalo Bills team uh, better than advertised, right? Like I was expecting them to be good. Man, they're I mean they're they're just they're awesome. Uh, to me, they check all the boxes. Very similar to the Philadelphia Eagles, a team that just like offense, defense, special teams, every position. Um, you know, what, what tell us your thoughts in, in regard to uh, the season so far. Yeah, well, I mean in terms of better uh, as better than as advertised. I agree with that. I think the Eagles are that, uh, you know, I wouldn't have expected to be eight. No, the bills, on the other hand, uh, this conversation of them being super bowl bound has gone on through the entire off season, frankly, mm. um, certainly from the moment that they acquired Von Miller, uh, who has proven to be the missing piece to the defense that they thought they needed uh, after losing another playoff game at Kansas City, an ability to, you know, pressure a great quarterback like Patrick Mahomes or whoever else they'd face, uh, and and the, and he's done just that. And of course, he he showed it in the game they had against Kansas City a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago. Um, but they're rolling the way I think a lot of folks thought they would. And um, the the thing that stood out to me more than anything because they've had to they've had to rely on it is their depth. Uh, they went through a rash of injuries. I mean, their virtually their entire uh, secondary was wiped out. Their starting secondary, and yet they didn't miss a beat defensively and continued to move along. They lost a game to Miami, but that had nothing to do with the back end injuries. They just screwed up uh, mostly on offense uh, in all phases, but mostly on offense. And um, and found a way to lose that one. Otherwise, when they play uh, the way they know how to play, uh, they are, I, I think, as good a team, probably the best team in the league. Let's go back to that acquisition of, of Von Miller. So was that a self-scout where they identified that they had an issue and they went specifically to get a player? Or was it, hey, this good player is available, let's add him to our roster? Are they, are they that proficient at identifying where their weaknesses are and adding components to the team? Yeah, I, I would say Brandon Bean give him a lot of credit for, as their general manager, figuring out how to address the needs that they had or the, the need, the obvious need that they had, uh, and then going out and finding the right guy to fit that um, with with Von Miller. A lot of thought was that Von was going to stay, remain with the Rams or go back to the Rams, but he was only on that that one-year deal or six-month six-week deal, whatever it was, enough to help the Rams win a Super Bowl. And um, and then, you know, Bean definitely did his research and, and figured out that they could make him 
and they had to pay. I mean, they certainly paid him more than he was going to get from the Rams or anybody else, especially the guaranteed money in the first two years, about 51 plus million of the six year contract. Um, you, so you see that you see their vision of, of how to, um, how to build a team, how to address needs. Um, you know, do they have everything answered? No. Uh, you know, you could, you could argue they could use help, maybe more help at running back, but they went out and, and before the trade deadline and got a, a third down back in uh, Naheem uh, Hines from the Colts, mm-hmm. who is, who is the, you know, the receiver guy out of the backfield that they felt they needed to enhance this passing game. Um, but, you know, the other thing that was a question mark was Ken Dorsey as an offensive coordinator in his first, first go-round in that role, first-time play caller, replacing Brian Dayball. And the thought was, okay, how, how's this going to work out? And maybe this will be where things get tripped up. Honestly, I think the offense actually got better. And, I, and believe me, I am a believer in Brian Dayball, and I, I know the great stuff he's done for the Giants. But mm-hmm. he, uh, his absence has not been missed because Dorsey's been wonderful. Again, Vic Carucci joining us here on 98.7 ESPN New York Game Day. Um, Hines, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to see. You know, it's interesting because I just said the Bills check all the boxes, but there is one box that uh, is, you know, the ink isn't totally dry, and, and that is the running back position. And, and the fact that they do add Hines, I think I'm really intrigued to see, especially he's, he's, he's utilized in such a great way in the passing game, but we've been seeing that with Devin Singletary. On the defensive side of the ball, uh, you mentioned the secondary. Tredavious White, uh, this is going to be his first game back. What can we expect from him today? How much playing time? Will he be on a pitch count? What, what, what should we expect? Yeah, and that is going to be the the big question. It's like, how much is he out there, and and what's the what's the response like for him physically to be playing this first game since Thanksgiving, when he suffered um, serious knee injury, underwent surgery. Um, but you know, they they follow the medical guidance. I think if anything, they've been, um, and this is just an observation. I don't have any real inside information on this, but my understanding by watching how they've handled things is they've been cautious and prudent about bringing him back. Like I think he could have probably been back sooner than today, uh, but just giving it extra time and there was a bye week in there and so forth. So they waited till the absolute last minute to, to get him cleared. And then the medical folks, and that's who you rely on say he's good to go, but you know, that's the question. And I defer to Matthias and any other player, you know, you, how do you how do you judge your ability to handle it? You're going to test that out, right? You know, he's he's a corner. He's got to cut and, and 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 make sudden stops and jump and all the things that are going to potentially traumatize uh, your legs. And and then you know how does it hold up and does he trust it? Um, but he is, I think, I'll say this, I, Anita, he'll bring a spark because he is that guy, uh, personality-wise. Even when he wasn't playing, you know. Teammates rally around him. Um, he's 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 just got that personality, and of course, if he's playing at his physical best, he's as good, I think, as any corner around. 
Nice. You, you you mentioned earlier that, you know, this is the expectations are to win the Super Bowl and, you know, they've already exceeded expectations in terms of uh, offensive performance. If you had to pick one area of the team that might be a deficit at this point or going forward, you know, to you know hinder them from getting to that goal, what, what do you think that would be? Yeah, that, you know, and I've pondered that one. <laughs> I'm trying, trying to figure out, okay, where can they work? What can they screw up? I'll start with what I saw in that Miami game, and you saw it, and anyone watched it. Um, and, and in the second half against the Packers, I, I thought they got bored uh, on that Sunday night game, right? They, you know, they got real sloppy. Um, it's themselves. It, it's that. I think when you're when you're that good, and when you're playing, when you feel you're not challenged, sometimes I think you drop your guard. They they absolutely did that at Green Bay, especially Josh Allen with some some real silly passes he was trying to dirt the ball and he throws a pick on that and you know he I know he was feeling it and and not happy with it but um it, it would start with that the mentality of stay focused stay sharp go into a double digit favored game like against the Jets today like you did against the Packers like they did you know Pittsburgh they they start to finish they handled Pittsburgh the way you'd expect them to and I, I think I think that's one. And I think the other thing would be um, the, the, you know, talked about the running game. They don't have the slammer. They don't have the, the short yardage guy, power guy. Uh, it should, should have been Zach Moss or they thought it would be, and he didn't deliver. So they made him part of that trade with Heim sent, sent Moss off to Indianapolis. Um, and they're, and they're relying frankly on Josh Allen to be their short yardage back um, which is, I think, a risky thing, obviously, because because mm-hmm. anything goes bad with Josh physically, you know, it could be game over. Uh, last two questions uh, for me for from me for you, Vic, and and that is number one. Uh, I'm really excited to see the matchup between Stefan Diggs and Sauce Gardner, right? Like, uh, and and I know that oh, yeah. uh, that that Diggs pl- comes out of the slot. Uh, for a, a solid percentage of uh, of plays, but what what are you expecting? I, I think this is going to be one of the best matchups today. Oh, I, I think it could be. You know, I, I'm, maybe classic is too strong a word, but I I really love first of all Sauce Gardner. He would be my he's already my mid season defensive MVP. Right? Um, or, or, let me let me let me uh, rephrase it. Rookie defensive mm. MVP. Okay. Okay. I, I think you know he's he's amazing. He's amazing. We know that, uh, and has all it brings everything to it. Plus the attitude and the confidence, and uh, this will be a, a great test for him. I know Stefan is looking forward to it. Any chance he gets, um, especially with a guy who I think it was the day before the draft last year, didn't he tell somebody that hey, I'm you know they asked him, well if you you know if the Jets draft you, you're going to be facing. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and Stefan Diggs and, and his attitude was like bring him on you know which is great that's that's what it should be so so we'll see uh, how that goes but yes uh, I I am like you looking forward to that matchup and uh, Diggs will get his targets this you know the, the, there's been uh, questions okay how do you attack the Jets defense I I don't think you try to do a power game which is not something they do well. Yes, uh, I, I think Devin Singletary is a good runner, but the Jets are pretty stout up front, right? That's where they can uh, they, they can make you. I, I think the Bills' goal would be to uh, not goal, but I mean their their approach would be what it is every game. Their strength is throwing the football, and I think they're gonna they're gonna test that secondary. 
And last one for you, this is outside of this Jets conversation, and you mentioned Brian Dable and what he's been able to do. We saw how uh, Brian Dable was able to, you know, mold uh, Josh Allen, and I I think we're on the precipice, is that even the right word I'm using, Uh, of of what we're seeing him do for Daniel Jones. Your thoughts on Daniel Jones and and what Brian Dable has has meant for him and and what we've seen this season. Yeah, first of all, I I think Brian's, bigger picture is Brian's genuine approach to things. I I think the Giants have had coaches who have tried to be something they're they're not. And and Mm -hmm. of course, players see right through that. Brian, one thing, first quality that, and I've known Brian a long, long time. He's a, he's a Western New York guy. Uh, I've known him since before he got into the pro ranks and he, he, he gives you who he is. He's through and through a genuine human being players see that doesn't mean he's like their buddy. Uh, he's, he's got, he can coach him as hard as anybody. And I think that's been helpful. I think the offensive design though has been the key here. And, and really the best, the biggest story of the Giants offense that I see is, is, is how they've found uh, their running game. And, and, you know, Saquon is Saquon Barkley's uh, emergence um, has meant everything to not only their success, but, certainly to Daniel Jones. And I don't think Daniel, I don't think you'd be having any kind of positive conversation about Jones if Barkley wasn't doing what he was doing. I think Jones is still, um, I don't know if he's the guy long-term. I think he's the guy that, that they've reclamated to a point that Brian's done a good job of getting, uh, squeezing the most out of, but uh, you know, there, there will be games that we saw recently where uh, what two weeks ago, I think he threw one pass in the fourth quarter. That's, that's also, uh, uh, excuse me, that's also Jones. So we'll see um, how this goes. But if the Giants are going to continue to contend, look like a contender, you know, it, it's it's about what this offense as a whole does with its running game. Vic, always great hearing your voice. Thank you so much for spending some time with Matthias and I this morning. Um, enjoy the game. Thanks, Vic. My pleasure. Yes, my pleasure. Take care, both of you. You got it. Vic Carucci, uh, part of the uh, the Buffalo Bills broadcast team. That's Inside the Numbers, brought to you by Eisner Amper. Eisner Amper, a leading global design advisor firm. Help you design a winning game plan for your business moving forward together. Learn more at EisnerAmper.com. Also brought to you by FW Webb and Will McLean. During one of FW Webb's 100-plus locations for unparalleled Will McLean inventory, visit FWWeb.com to, co- to find a convenient location near you. You. We come back. Um, we'll have uh, let's have let's 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 dive into Kiwi's three keys to the game. Let's do okay, it. let's do it. Uh, what do the Jets need to do? The three most important things the Jets need to do in order to pull uh, the upset against the Buffalo Bills. Listen, uh, Bills are favored by 11 and a, 11 and a half, uh, 13 in some places. So this would be a monumental upset. <laughs> we'll dive into that next here at 98.7 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. 
How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Get ready for Kiwi's Keys to the Game. That's right. It's time for uh, Kiwi's Keys to the Game, presented by Robert Mondavi. Their private selection of wines, the perfect way to elevate the everyday. Please enjoy responsibly. 2022 Robert Mondavi private, private selection, Acampo, California. Also brought to you by Bud Light. When you open up a crisp, cold Bud Light, you know game day is here. Make sure you enjoy responsibly. Also by Samuel Institute for Pain Management for a pain-free life. Visit samuelpain.com today. Also by Weissman Bourbon from Kentucky Owl, please enjoy responsibly. Uh, with that being said, Kiwi, floor is yours. What are the three keys to what the Jets need to do today to yeah. upset? It, it, it'll the definitely Bills. be an upset. It's it's an uphill battle. We get it. We understand it. They're they're plus eleven for a reason. Um, I think a little bit of what uh, Vic Cruz said, and then the caller earlier, um, Ira, I believe, like earlier earlier on in the in the show. They have to play with zero mistakes on defense. Like that's that's first and foremost. Like this offense is is is, is ranked you know up there for a reason, right? And they're able to capitalize on small mistakes. So if you're gonna make a mistake in the first quarter, you're gonna see it again in the second, third, and fourth. And so that's what I'm. That's what I mean when I say you have to play like mistake-free football. It's not just go out there and play a perfect game. It's get the mistakes corrected in real time. Um, Zach Wilson has to be able to go score for score. There's going to be a lot of situations where the defense is just going to be running on and running right back off the field, and he's going to be have to be able to stand in there and not just be a game manager and not be reckless with the football and not make bad decisions, but be you know leaning forward and going for it and going. If we need that third down, he's going to have. If they need that third down, he's going to have to be able to get it. Um, and then the defense has to be able to get consistent pressure without, you know, it can't be a, you know, we're going to throw a blitz situation. You already know going into this game that the guys behind you are going to be stressed. So if you're up front, it is most imperative. Okay. You're playing a team. Yes. Their, their running game is, is struggling. You still have to, you still have to be prepared for it, but you've got to get pressure. You cannot, we cannot be coming back on, you know, next week and looking at film and seeing a wide pocket with, you know, three, four seconds of, of time for the quarterback to pass. So, you know, going back over it, zero mistakes on defense. Zach is going to have to play a very clean game and be leaning forward, not just trying not to lose, but he's going to have to go out there and try to win. Um, and then the defense has to get consistent pressure without help. I hear you. Uh, again, these are keys, uh, Kiwis, keys to the game, what the Jets need to do in order to uh, try to upset the Buffalo Bills uh, this afternoon. Uh, brought to you by Slowman's Low Price Heating Oil, 24-hour service. Call 866-OIL-DEAL right now to see how much you can save this winter on heating oil with Slowman's. That's 
oil deal. We get back. Rich Samini joins us next. Uh, we'll find out what's going on with this Jets team. What's the latest with James Robinson? Will he be active and attractive today? We'll find out next. Rich Samini joins New York Game Day right here on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Without further ado, Rich Samini, who does a phenomenal job covering the Jets. He's got a great podcast called Flight Deck. Hopefully you've listened to it. He joins us now. Uh, so, Rich, monumental task ahead for this Jets team to upset the Buffalo Bills. I've seen crazier things happen. Can the Jets accomplish it today? By the way, my keg is already shut off. So just- <laughs> <laughs> I was I was going to say, I was like, I'm they're at- definitely already there. <laughs> if I'm I don't just the game a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, could, could they do it? I mean, sure. I mean, this has been, you know, we've seen a lot of upsets in the NFL this year. And I know there's a lot of big lines this week in particular. But, uh, you know, I think the Jets are off at an 11-point underdog. Uh, apologize for the background noise. It's a stadium noise. But, it's I all think good. the Jets can do it. Obviously, a lot of this is on Zach Wilson. He's going to have to play a clean game. He can't have three interceptions again. I think it's going to have to be a pretty, like a zero interception game for him. And I think the Jet defense is going to have to take away the ball a couple of times for Josh Allen. And they're going to have to eliminate those kind of penalties like last week's roughing call on John Franklin Myers. You just can't have those personal fouls, those self-inflicted wounds. If they do all of the above, I think they could have a shot. It's it's a divisional game, right? So there there's always this this different aspect when you when you see a team very often, right? So you said uh, Wilson needs to play a, a clean game and 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 you know not turn the ball over. How does how does he do that? How do you how do you go from where he has been in recent weeks to all of a sudden now we're going to go play one of the best teams in the league and we're not going to turn the ball over? Is that practice? Is that preparation? Or is that um, you know something else? Well, it's unfortunate. I'm sure his confidence was dented a little bit by last week's performance. It's not the kind of game you want to have going into a game against a team like the Bills. But I I think, uh, you know, a lot of it is mindset, I believe. He just has to understand his job and how valuable the football is. You know, and I've I've had players tell me this over the years, you know, who, you know, who've had interception prone quarterbacks. You know, they, they always tell the quarterback, I'm sure you guys did it way back when with the Giants, when Eli was going through some struggles. You know, when, when you're carrying the football, you're carrying the, you know, the, you know, the fortunes of the entire franchise with you, and you just can't be careless with it. You can't throw up back foot throws, you know, into crowds like he did last week. And so it starts with a mindset. I think it's 
Secondly, play calling. I think Mike LaFleur has to do a better job of getting the ball out of Zach Wilson's hands quickly. When he throws the ball under 2.5 seconds, his numbers are significantly more efficient than when he's holding the ball. So I think Mike LaFleur has to come up with some sort of quick game to get the ball out quickly and get him into a rhythm. Well, let's let's talk about that passing game. Uh, Corey Davis expected to be out. Elijah Moore no longer disgruntled. Uh, you've got you know some some mentions up on your on your Jets site on ESPN.com NFL Jets. What what can we expect from Elijah Moore today? I mean, is there going to be a, a more conscious effort moving forward to get him the football? And will we see that today? Very interesting question, Anita. Because last week the Jets made a very subtle lineup change that I'm not too sure many people picked up on it. And obviously we all saw that Elijah Moore only played 10 snaps, but he essentially lost his job last week to Garrett Wilson. They moved Garrett Wilson out to the X position, the split end spot. Previously, he'd been playing mostly in the slot. And of course we saw what Garrett Wilson did. I think it was 115 receiving yards, uh, a career best for him. So I suspect they'll leave Garrett Wilson in the X spot. That's Elijah Moore's old spot. And, of course, Denzel Mims is going to start for Corey Davis in the Z spot. So where does that leave Elijah Moore? If he plays a good number of snaps, I think you'll see him in the slot more than usual. Frankly, I think that's his best position. He played it in college. He was highly productive. The Jets have been hesitant to use him in there, but I think they may have no choice now to do that because I think you got a good thing going with Wilson you know, at split end and, and Mims at the Z and so, yeah, I, I'm curious to see how they use Elijah Moore. I don't know if he's going to go back to his old role where he's playing every down. I'm not so sure that will happen. Let's move to the defensive side of the ball. A lot's been made about Sauce Gardner and, and the job that he's able he's been able to do this year against some phenomenal players. Uh, one thing, my, my, my first question is, does he know that he's going to get tested this week as, as a young player, even though you've had some success? Does he know that you know veteran players have this, this thing where they want to go after the young guy? And then two, how do you think he's been able to be so successful? What have you seen that, that's, that he's been doing differently than other young guys? Yeah, those are two really good questions, uh, Kiwi. He obviously knows what's ahead. Stephon Diggs is, is on a really – I mean, he's a really good receiver, and he's on a really good roll right now. I think it's three straight 100-yard uh, games, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think they'll be matched up a lot today. It, you know, Sauce usually stays at left corner. The Jets don't travel with the top receiver. Uh, they don't believe in that philosophically, so they play sides at cornerback. So I think – Unless they change their philosophy completely, I don't think Sauce will be following Stephon Diggs. And what's, what he's doing this year, other than being like really big, really fast, and just a really good athlete with a good eye, you know, a good ball sense for the ball, he, all the coaches and players tell me he's just a real student of the game, just mm-hmm. the way he uh, pays attention in classrooms. Uh, he showed me his notebook the other day. I asked to take a look at his notes that he takes during the class uh, sessions, the meetings. And it is a really, really detailed notebook with a, with a lot of it's, it's copious notes. Let's put it that way. He's, he's, That's what he's I not doodling during these meetings. I can assure you that. So mm-hmm. he's a real student of the game, but I think this will probably be his toughest test of the year. Hey, before we let you go, uh, let's let's talk about what happened at the quarterback position. Uh, again, Joe Flacco, no longer the number two. It's Mike White. What's 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 behind that move? What's what's the, what's the? I mean, I know yeah. what the obvious is, but but kind of break break that down for us even more. Yeah, one of the more perplexing moves. I mean, up up until like five or six weeks ago, you know, Joe Flacco was 
you know, the clear-cut number two, you know, starting the first three games when Wilson was injured. Now all of a sudden he's not good enough to be number two. Now what Robert, Robert Saller has said is that they want to see what Mike White can do. Uh, so, you know, and you know, there's a difference between two and three, aside from the obvious, which is one dresses on, on game day and the other doesn't. Like during the week, you might get a couple of more practice reps as the number two. And you also prepare differently knowing you're the number two. I mean, you know there's a good chance that you could get into the game, whereas when you're the three, you know you're not dressing. So there's a difference in preparation. And I, I think they just want to see how Mike White develops. He's going to be a free agent after the year. How much do they want him back? How much would they be willing to pay? Now, to me, my opinion, the moves make no sense because you're in win-now mode. You're 5-3. You're, and three. you're trying to get to the playoffs. You want your next, your number two quarterback to be the second-best quarterback. You know, this is not really time for experimenting or thinking of the future. So that's why the whole thing was a little curious to me. Uh, any final thoughts before we let you go? What are your expectations? Uh, how is this game, game going to play out? you have a score for us? Well, I did pick 27-13 Buffalo. Uh, It's not exactly going out on a limb. (laughs) It's pretty much the chalk pick right now. Look, I think the Jets will play much better than they did last week. I think last week was an eye-opener for them. It was a a slap in the face and knocked them down to earth a little bit. So I do think the Jets will play better. I do think their defense will hold up well. I just don't have a whole lot of confidence in their offense right now. about I mean, I think the Bills have gone, I want to say, 11 straight games holding opponents 21 points or fewer. And I don't see the Jets as being the kind of offense that is going to go over 21 points. So that's, I see, you know, a pretty close game until the fourth quarter when the Bills pull away. I'm sorry, I, I, I neglected to ask you about James Robinson. There's some talk and speculation and optimism that he is going to dress. If he, if he, is, he does dress, Kiwi and I were talking about it earlier. The fact that he gets on the injury list late in the week, to me, is a big red flag. What are your expectations for James Robinson today, Rich? Well, I'm going to go out and watch the pregame warm-ups. I think that will determine if he plays or not. Uh, you know, he, he practiced all week, uh, so he was not on the injury report until yesterday. He practiced mm-hmm. fully all week, and then yesterday he comes up with a knee injury. Now, this was a pre I believe, I'm assuming it's the same injury he had. It was a pre-existing injury. When the trade was made, it was, Jacksonville had said publicly a week before the trade that, he, the, you know, Robinson had knee soreness. And when he practiced for the first time with the Jets, when we spoke to him after that practice, his knee was taped with medical tapes so he does have some sort of chronic knee issue that he's dealing with and my guess and this is purely speculation that he probably woke up yesterday and it you know maybe had some swelling or some fluid or so forth so it's something that's going to have to be managed for the rest of the year and so they'll go out and, and see whether he can play or not today Rich, thank you so much. Always great having you join us on New York Game Day. Again, if you haven't heard it, uh, make sure you download, check it out, however you get your podcast, Flight Deck with Rich Samini, all about the Jets. Rich, thank you so much. Thanks, Rich. You're welcome. Have a good one, guys. You got it. Again, Rich Samini. uh, And uh, and that Jets update brought to you by Samuel Institute for Pain Management. For a pain-free life, visit samuelpain.com. So make sure you do that. Also brought to you by Eisner Amper. Eisner Amper develops winning game plans for business. That's right. Moving forward together, EisnerAmper.com. We come back. You know what time it is, Kiwi. (laughs) Locks of the week. Locks of the week, baby. (laughs) Another week. I went 3-0. I am 20-4 on the season. What is going on here? This is abnormal. (laughs) 
can I? I, I know I know you're having a good day when I when I look up and I see a text from you on Sunday afternoon or early <laughs> evening. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> let me check what her locks were because she's definitely crushing it right now. <laughs> woo woo! Another th- <laughs> three weeks in a row, I've gone three and zero. Could we make it four? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, we'll be right back with locks of the week right here on ninety point seven. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. ESPN. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Anita's three locks of the week. That's right. It's time for my locks of the week. Tell you what, the sales staff should be selling the heck out of this, considering I'm 20 and four. (laughs) Peter, what's going on, dude? Uh, This portion of the show brought to you by Samuel Institute for Pain Management for a pain-free life. Visit SamuelPain.com today. Also brought to you by Slowman's. Call 866-OIL-DEAL to see how much you can save uh, this winter on heating oil. Also brought to you by FW Webb, Wild McLean. Turn to one of FW Webb's 100-plus locations for unparalleled Wild McLean inventory. Visit FWWebb.com to find a convenient location near you. We've got uh, Mike Tannenbaum, who's going to be joining us at the top of the next hour, so stay tuned for that so again three and oh last week 20 and four on the season let's try to let's try to go three and oh again um first play tampa bay bucks minus two and a half if it's at three by the hook down not going to be mad at you i i can't I, I i like that i like i like getting the minus two and a half i like it in the plus three and a half okay so I'm going bucks minus two and a half here's why cooper cup expected to play but dealing with a bum ankle okay um I, I mentioned this earlier in the show. Not sure if you, you were listening uh, prior to joining us uh, when we were doing the fantasy show. Both these teams, the Rams and the Bucks, have not had a running back rush for more than 20 yards all season. For Neither of them. What? 20 yards all season. In, in one carry. In one carry. In oh, one carry. Yeah. So, so Cooper Cup carried the ball once and rushed for 20 yards. But neither of these teams have had a running back have one rush for 20, if not. So there's no explosive rushing plays happening with either of these teams. As we know, the Rams, their offensive line is just god-awful. You saw the video of Warren Sapp calling these guys out on social media this week, did you not? I didn't see it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, treat treat yourself when the show's over, dude. Treat your... So, little known fact, I used to play pickup basketball with Warren Sapp. Uh, on Sunday mornings. Anyway, um, off season. Um, he called out that Bucks defense on social media, uh, and it was ugly. So I, I would imagine that um, that's been playing on a loop mm-hmm. in the facility. Mm-hmm. And one thing we know is that they can get after the quarterback. Meanwhile, this might surprise you. Even with Aaron Donald, the Rams have the least pressure rate in the NFL against starting quarterbacks. The least pressure rate. So you know Tom Brady's going to be out there like all day just picking them apart. Right? 
they, I mean, this is this, this is a it's going to be an ugly game. It's it's going it's yeah, going to be an ugly game. Extended um, Super Bowl hangover that they're experiencing right now. I mean, yeah. Um, Are you with it, me? Bucks minus two and a half. Here's another thing: they get Carlton the Davis. They get Carlton. Here's the thing: they get Carlton Davis and Murphy Bunting back. So they get the, so the Bucks get both their starting corners back. You know they're going to get after. Why am I trying to convince you? This is listen. I'm 20 and four. It's fine. You know what? <laughs> I mean, you don't want to play it. It's fine with me, Kiwi. It's on you, dude. That's on you, Boo. No, I'll, I'll take. It. I'll take it. Bucks at home. I'm, I'm with you on this one. I had, I had to look up to see where the game was and see see where their their schedule is. I got Rams have the Saints next, and and then the Seahawks. So realistically, they they should be up for this game. Um, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. Um, my last, my, my next two, cause I always give you three are over and under totals. I'm going under in the Colts Patriots game at 40 and a half. And I know that's low, but you got Sam Ellinger. I'm calling him a rookie. Yes. He was drafted a year ago, but this is, this is, he's gotten his first start this season and this will be his first road start. And he's got to go up against Bill Belichick. Yeah. <laughs> good luck. Good luck yeah. with that. No JT. He's out, and possibly his starting left tackle, Dennis Kelly, is dealing with a calf issue. He might be out. We know what time it is with the Patriots. I mean, they're not blowing folks out of the water offensively. They're going to run Stevenson. They're going to eat up time of possession. This is going to be an ugly game. It's going to be really boring to watch. The Colts offense is only averaging 16 points a game. I think they'll be lucky if they put up 10. And by the way, their last seven road games, all of them, 7-0, the under his hit for the Colts. So I'm going under. 40 and a half of the Colts Patriots. Don't even have to think about it. I was going to say the Patriots are going to have to put up 30 if they want to get this over covered. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm with you. The Colts, they, they just have a lot going on. Obviously, Matt Ryan's no longer at the helm. Um, so there's, there's going to be, you know, there are a lot of changes, and that comes with a lot of different things. Everything is thrown off. Timing is thrown off. Practice routine is thrown off. Like, you, it's going to take a little bit of time. Even though he's not a rookie, it's still going to take a little bit of time for him to get into the system and the coaches to understand what it is that you're seeing out there and that kind of stuff. So I'm with you on this one. And last but not least, I like the over in the Tennessee-Kansas City game at 46. Why? Kansas City coming off of a bye ready to rock and roll, ready to rip it, especially with Kadarius Tony and that healthy hamstring, wink, wink. You add him to Juju, Travis Kelsey, Pacheco, forget about it. This is a Kansas City offense. They're scoring touchdowns on almost 40% of their offensive drives. Meanwhile, for Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill is expected back. Derrick Henry is expected to play. Both these teams rank number one and number two in the NFL in red zone conversion rate. Uh-huh. And here's 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 really there's something really interesting as well. Do you know Tennessee is the only team left in the NFL that is a hundred percent touchdowns has scored a hundred percent of their touchdowns when they're goal to go. The only team left. When they're what? Goal to go. Mm. They've scored touchdowns, not field goals. So um, so I like the over at forty six in the Kansas City um, Tennessee game. Listen, I think Kansas City scores scores twenty eight thirty points here. Easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on this one. I don't have to think about it. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. The, the, the three, only you're, one, you're with me. You're three and zero with me. No, I'm I'm three with you're, you. The you're only just, one you're, I'm you have on reservations the about one. the Bucks. I have the reservations Bucks. about mm-hmm. the Bucks just because of their you know the situation, all the personal job. We don't need to keep bringing that stuff up or whatever. But the the Rams are coming out you know East and and Sun and all this and that da, 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 and they are still with the hangover. So that's the only one I have reservations with. The other ones I think I think are good. 
Yeah, and, and keep in mind, it would be like a 10 a.m. for their body clock, 10 a.m. start time for them as well. Um, ATN, and, and so those are my three. So just to, just to recap, again, my three locks, Tennessee and Kansas City over 46, Colts, Patriots under 40 and a half, and the Bucks minus two and a half against the Rams. So those are my three locks of the week. I always like to give you a little extra, extra, a little something, something. And that's uh, Travis ATN over 104 and a half rushing and receiving yards. This was my best bet on Daily Wager earlier today on ESPN. He put Get up. Oh, oh, he's he paying put, mortgages out here, guys. Get it. I am. He put up 100 in, over 150 rushing yards against Denver last week. Alvin Kamara put up over 150 rushing yards against the Raiders last week. This Raiders defense is is allowing over 150 rushing yards a game to opposing running backs, and they rank 31st in the NFL against running backs in the passing game. And now that James Robinson is here, ooh, it's the ATN show. So uh, over four, I think he gets, I, I think he gets this just rushing alone, not just rushing. I think he gets this rushing alone, 104 and a half. Uh, mm. See ya. So that's my best bet. It's tough to walk into meeting rooms when you're, when you're giving up that many yards, passing and rushing to the running back. I mean, you're, as a defensive lineman or a lineman, you're involved in both of those. Like that's, that's tough. I'm sure it is. Uh, quick break. We come back and Mike Tannenbaum joins us next uh, with you until 11 a.m. in his New York game day, heading into your Jets pregame show with Dan Gross and Greg Buttle right here on 90.7 ESPN. New York game day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka and Anita Marks.